Podcast. We are live at Elrath, so if you do hear background noise, that is because it is buzzing here. And uh, in this podcast studio today, it's particularly going to be buzzing because we are talking about uh, a new program that uh, we have launched at EG with uh, Ginger Public Speaking called Future Female Leaders. And in the room with me today, I have uh, some of our amazing partners on that project, and we are going to be talking about why women should be shouting about their success, um, this myth of the tiara syndrome that those of you who listened to our first podcast with uh, Sarah just a couple of weeks ago will have, will have heard that phrase, uh, and uh, all sorts of, sorts of things about why women maybe don't grab that tiara. But first off, let's, uh, let's do a few little introductions. So I'm going to uh, go around the room, not that anyone can see it, uh, and just get a little bit of an introduction from each of our guests here as to why they believe that uh, future female leaders is an important project and, and what they're hoping to get out of it. So I'm going to start with you, Tamsin. So tell us who you are and why you're involved. So I'm Tamsin Renshaw from Grosvenor. I'm Director of Development there. Um, I think it's absolutely imperative that women stand up and be counted. Um, it's really the most important thing we can do, but it's not just, you know, about... Um, standing up and being counted, it's about being recognised, and I think that's one of the important things that we're here today to discuss. Fantastic. Sarah, we, we know who you are, but give us give us a little short one. Yeah, hi, Sarah Lloyd-Hughes from Ginger Public Speaking. I'm the founder and CEO of um, this work. And, um, well, you can't be what you can't see. So my company and my team are really passionate about helping women to stand up and role model um, leadership for those to come and also to speak about the things that women most care about um, in service of um, the world at large I'd say I think we have a great tendency as female leaders to care in a different way or about slightly different things to, to some of our uh, traditional male leaders and I'm really interested in putting full force behind our words and our ideas full force I love it Catherine Hi, I'm Catherine Schaefer and I'm Head of Human Resources at Nuveen Real Estate. Um, I'm here today because I think we need to do everything we can to broaden the platform that we're providing um, for our existing female leaders, future female leaders to have their voices heard and have further opportunities to talk about what they're doing. Fantastic. Thank you. Katie. Hi, uh, Katie Whip from Clutton's. I head up the client division. There at Clutton's. Um, I think for me, the topic is particularly crucial. I myself have been on a fantastic journey at Clutton's, which has been hugely supported by the business and have moved through the realms up to partner last year. So I think here today, it's very much demonstrating our support in terms of promoting the journey that women can go on and very much providing the platform and being a voice to push that forward. Fantastic. Thank you very much. And last but by no means least, Monique. Hello, Monique Sutherland from DLA Piper. I head up our Birmingham office real estate and our UK developer practice. I think this is just a fantastic programme and I kind of wish I could be on it myself, actually. I think it's amazing. And what I really hope is that it will be 
show show all the people on it how fun it is in our profession and that actually achieving your goal yes it's hard and difficult but only because the challenge is a good one and I really hope we can bring some of that out in terms of what we talk about today and also um, the programme itself. Fantastic it's so um, so pleasing to hear that word fun mentioned when we talk about real estate because I don't think it is uh, mentioned enough there's uh, there's other f words that are used but not but not that one Um, I'm talking finance nothing else Um, I know you all probably went somewhere somewhere different to that but um let's talk about fun and um and some other f words fear i know um sarah will talk to us a little bit about that um fun and fear fun is what we can can do when we do get up but fear is what stops us from from getting up and and taking that tiara so i guess my first question would be why why do we have that fear and why aren't we going to go and grab that nice sparkly tiara uh, I'm going to start I'll start with you Sarah as you'll have the outside view for us or the professional view and then I'd like to go around the around the table and find out personal views yeah for me it's um, the fear of public speaking is something that feels very natural to us and I often describe it as um, being something like a survival mechanism so let's imagine the um, the David Attenborough shows that we've all seen let's imagine you're a gazelle in a pack of gazelles or a herd of gazelles I suppose on the African savanna and let's imagine that you separate yourself from that herd that you're the little one who goes to the waterhole we all know what happens to that gazelle what happens Sam that gazelle gets eaten eaten horribly and um, so that's the sort of instinct that we have within ourselves whenever we separate ourselves from the pack public speaking is then something like that that we have on the one hand the desire to stand out from our peers but on the other hand that part of us that is that little gazelle who knows that it's a survival mechanism to stay in the pack and and not be noticed and Catherine for you how important is it for um, business to be be your pack so that you're not that that separated gazelle and and to dispel that fear for you to say no 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 you you go out there we'll we'll have your back hugely important I think that that one part of it is um, individuals having the confidence to put themselves forward but also there need to be advocates at senior management level calling people forwards and saying you can do this Um, I know you can do this uh, and 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 helping to make that push I think it's got to come from both sides fantastic and and Katie for you have you you felt that fear definitely felt the fear um i think there's another f word that comes into play within this scenario as well and i think there's almost a fear of failure so i think a huge sort of element which um is embedded in females but i think it's also prevalent in in men is this sense of i need to be perfect when they get on stage i need to be able to deliver the perfect messaging and equally there's an uncomfortableness with having to improvise i think there's a sense of the imposter syndrome sort of sitting on your shoulder and telling you do I know the answers do I not oh my gosh if I got this question would I freeze and I think actually it's it's becoming comfortable with the uncomfortable and I think you know a big part of that is being happy with not knowing Mm. and just seeing where it takes you Um, and I think that's a big part of of the journey and and Monique for for you do you think have you ever felt that imposter syndrome and I guess how do we get past that how do we um, move people on to 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 not worry I suppose about what other people think to know that if people come to see you talk they're there to see you talk not to not to see you fail 
I, I have. I, I suspect most people have. Uh, again, men or women, uh, I think you will have had that at some point in your career. For me, I've always pushed myself out of my comfort zone. I've always looked at the, if I don't do this now, will I ever get the chance again? What am I missing out on? So I, I kind of, um, I don't leap over the edge of the cliff, but, I, but I, I do kind of think I've got to do it because if I don't, you know, I'll never get the chance again. If you refuse it once, I might decide never to do it ever. Uh, so for me, I think we should all look to see that yeah the failure word sometimes you only succeed if you've had a few failures and so those few chips we just need to get broad shoulders to be able to hold on to um, and I think if we can have a support network around us that make it clear that that is possible um, and that actually we are human and that's and that that's nothing that's gender based and we should be afraid of um, so I think in terms of pushing yourself out there I, I think that's something we should we should go for in terms of that fear thing I think it's a good thing if you channel it well and we should learn to maybe separate our kind of professional image and our personal image and try not to confuse the two when we're standing up and putting ourselves out there and thinking no they're not looking at me as Monique and oh my gosh isn't she strange and she's not done that well it's just like no she's x doing y um, and actually you don't see that the, the, the things that we think is our perfection as they won't see it as imperfection so I think just get out there really is what we need to support people to do. It's okay to be a little bit strange. Uh, uh, was that what you were going to say, Catherine? I, I, yes, I was going to. I was going to say also that I think it makes a big difference if you're if you're passionate about the topic you're talking about. So so if it's something for you that has 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 great meaning that you are genuinely excited about, then you will come across as authentic and be able to ad lib a little bit more, answer those difficult questions a little bit more. So as long as it's a topic that interests you and excites you, uh, I think that can be very helpful. Yeah, and there's a, there's an argument, isn't there, Tamsin? I suppose that women are more. Um, uh, invested in things we're better at telling stories I would imagine because we uh, tend to um, I'm horribly stereotyping here but we tend to be better at the, emo the emotional stuff so we can we can get invested and and that should fuel us to be able to get up on on stage and tell our stories should it I think it should but I think there's another F that comes into play and that's about fairness I love um, all the F <laughs> um, I think is, it would be interesting to explore whether or not women are more driven by a kind of fairness driver. I think uh, anecdotally that might be the case. And I think we're less likely to stand up and talk about the successes that we've had because I think we have a tendency to talk about successes at a kind of shared um, point. So we'll say, you know, we, women, and, and a lot of men as well, but might talk about success as being something that we have done as opposed to I have done and not really stand up and own that success. And, and Katie, do you think there's something, there's anything wrong with saying I did this? think there is I'm particularly bad at it um, I am very much as you've just um, said Tamsin it's, it's huge for me in terms of the team so where is the team gone where are we going together what journey have we got to and I think I see results very much as where we've got to whereas I know that my peers are really good on the male side of I did this I did that you know and I think there there is a need for certainly myself and, and others to be stronger in terms of celebrating the successes that we've delivered and you know the passion and everything is in there but I think there's a degree of conditioning certainly um, from socialization early in my childhood and I think some of that schooling that I naturally work very hard and I get 10 out of 10 I get an A star I get a gold star whatever it is you get that on there and you've got the reward but it's quite private mm. whereas in the workplace you need to be more conscious about positively 
sending the message, I've delivered this, it's fantastic, and these are the benefits, etc., and celebrating it rather than, as you've said, expecting someone else to notice, which, you know, it's not their responsibility necessarily to notice, but, you know, they'd be delighted to hear that you've achieved X, Y, Z. And I think that's something that, you know, we all need to be stronger at doing. And Sarah, from a training point of view, how, how, um, prevalent is that in in what you do that teaching people that it's okay to say do you know what I'm bloody awesome at this and you you should you should celebrate me not just my my team this I did this yeah it's a big challenge um, that a lot of my female leader clients are facing and um, I think talking today about tiara syndrome and um, really what seems to happen so much within uh, within the workplace is you've got your operationally brilliant woman she's got her head down she's beavering away rather like Theresa May she's doing a lot of the hard work but potentially failing to build the connections and the friendships and the business relationships that actually um, show her to be doing that thing in a successful way Um, and tiara syndrome is then where you sort of wait you do your work and you wait for Prince Charming to come along and say oh wow how marvelous you are here's a tiara up you go dear princess onto stage now what I find and what what my clients seem to find is that Prince Charming isn't coming he's not coming but if he is coming he's going to nick off with the credit for your work Um, that's what at least a third of female leaders I speak to seem to find so we kind of have to do it um, for ourselves on behalf of the team that we're working for or the organization that we're working for or we can do it for other women um, and it's the championing and also the flexing of that muscle of being willing to step forward even against our socialization that actually um, builds a lot of permission for other female leaders and that's what's really important here and in this program that it, we're giving permission to others by us daring to stand up and speak ourselves. And how important is is the language that we use around that? Because just listening to you there and I'm thinking about, um, you know, if we see a woman get up on stage who properly owns it or, you know, it's all, I did this and I did that, there might be some of us who think, oh, you know, she she sounds a bit bossy, she sounds a bit arrogant. Um, But I wonder whether we'd say the same if if it was a guy up on stage who was like, you know, sort of um, saying how excellent they are. We'd be like, yeah go you are so excellent and and I don't know what it is in us that that does that and I guess as a as a person who can usually use words um uh the the way that we describe those those behaviors are are very different between men and women and is, is there is there something that we need to do within this within this program I suppose that talks about the language and we use different language to explain behaviors um, I just wanted to comment about the, the sort of label tiara syndrome. I'm personally not a fan of it. I think it makes those people sound like they're princesses. Mm. And I'd actually say it's probably the opposite. They're probably heads down, quiet, and not wanting the limelight. Whereas princesses, I think one would normally expect to be prancing around wearing the tiara. So personally, I'm not a fan of it. Um, but I do think there are definitely issues around the way that society perceives women Uh, versus men and it starts very young Um, I had a very interesting um, experience in the playground the other day with my son and my son is a bit of a carbon copy of me and I remember as a child being told I was bossy quite frequently Um, but my son gets comments from other parents that say oh he's not a follower is he and it's just interesting I don't think people said that about me when I was a child (laughs) 
Is that? A, do you think that's a product of um, the world that we live in now, or do you think if your son was your daughter, he uh, would be, she would be, um, talked about as not a follower or as bossy? I don't know. I've got a daughter too, but she's only one, so I'm waiting to find <laughs> out. <laughs> that will come. Um, I, I think you make a good point about t- Tiara. I think it's um, on, a princi- on a principle basis. It's the descriptive term, isn't it? But yes, you're right. It has connotations with it that come with um, a princess mm-hmm. syndrome. But I think there, there is, and you know, most people know that um, I um, have been very vocal in the past about women's inability um, to put their hand up and say, "Oi, no, that that's me." And I guess it's the same. It's the same sort of prin- principle. And I'd like us to discuss here what we think. What we think are the practical barriers that get in the way of that? Whether it's a tiara, a baseball cap, a hard hat, whatever. But just je- grabbing that opportunity, Catherine. I think there's. Um I think there's I think there's quite a I think there's quite a lot in terms of uh, the, w- the way the way we think about um, the way we think about our work so t- some of the points that Sarah made earlier around we get our heads down we want to get everything done be perfect deliver a good job um, and actually if you if you you actually need, sort of need to actively work ag- against that model and think actually I need to spend around 20% of my time or whatever percent but a reasonable a reasonable percentage of time thinking about who needs to know about what I've done so yes get the job done but also then think about who are you communicating to so who need who needs to know about it um, who do you feel needs to know about you know who do you feel should know about it and then actively add to your to-do list some communication actions hmm. so it's about about finding that time within your own diary to speak out yeah yeah fantastic Katie um, I entirely agree with that. I think there's a sense of, which comes with the tiara syndrome of this waiting. You've nev- almost got this never-ending hourglass that you're kind of watching slightly over here that's sort of all the time's flowing and you're, you're waiting. I think it's, it's being slightly self-indulgent and it's, it's asking questions, it's asking for help where appropriate and I think it's, it's a case of putting yourself forward even when it's completely uncomfortable and just saying yes to things that perhaps you wouldn't normally. Um, and I think, as you've rightly said, it, it's bucking the trend in terms of those characteristics that we naturally want to go back to. It's really comfortable for us to work really hard, beaver away, leave at the end of the day knowing that we've got through our checklist. But perhaps it's breaking that barrier and being like, right, what else do we want to do that's not on that checklist? What is it that makes me grow and develop as a, as a female in leadership roles? Where do I want to be going? And making sure that we're carving out the time to, to go through that difficult place and start unwrapping some of the elements that keep us in our, our natural comfort zone and how important Monique is is it for I mean you talked about support group earlier for having that support group around you to to enable um, exactly what Katie said need, needs to happen and um, where should that support group come from I think there can be a variety of support groups. I think us even talking together today is probably opening people's eyes and making them think about things they may not have done before and questioned are they getting themselves out there, raising their profile in an appropriate way. And I think you can do that with your peers as well as looking for mentors. And that should, you know, I think that should be both within and outside of your 
um, your, your organisation because actually outsiders have got great ideas and don't have the influence of your own internal organisation's structure that can get in the way of giving you ideas and support um, and, 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 and positive encouragement actually. Um, so I think, you know, speak to your friends, speak to your colleagues and, and, you know, and speak to the people who you think are good mm. or who are like you. Um, because you should be yourself um, and yes you can emulate the great leaders who are out there but actually if that changes who you are as a person I wonder if you will be happy and actually successful Um, so I would question whether actually that is the right way to do it it's different for everybody as well and I think that way you'll get a toolkit of things Um, one of the things I always think is make a list of what you do because we forget. I mean, how, how, how many times at the end of the year have somebody said, right, so what have you achieved this year? And have you achieved your goals? And what were your objectives in your PMR? And you're thinking, well, I know I've been really busy with my head down, but actually, what did I do? Um, and I think, keep your list. And then actually, you will probably realise how great you are. And you will put your hand up to go for that job or not wait to be asked or wait for somebody else to nick the job that should have been yours because actually you were great for it. That's a really great practical piece of advice and you're right, none of us do it um, and say, oh, I did that today, um, you know, little pat on the back. Um, and by the end of the year, as you say, you'll realise that pretty much everyone, unless you, you know, are really bad at what you do, is awesome. And, you know, this is an industry where we do create amazing things every day and we should um, be cel- celebrating those I'm also interested to hear from you, Sarah, I'm just picking up on, on your point, Monique, about um, personality. And, and we've talked about this before, I, I know, about whether when you get up on stage, are you you or are you, do you try to be some, someone else? You know, do you um, let people fall in love with some of your flaws? That's what I'm hoping people do when I get up on stage. Or, um, or do you tr- try and be polished? Yes. Uh, so uh, the, there is really a new paradigm of leadership right now um, emerging that really benefits uh, women. And that is that those leaders who speak human, who are themselves when they stand up to speak, are the ones that we trust more. Um, we've got so much information surrounding us in this world. It's those speakers and those leaders who are able to, yes, be themselves um, and uh, be lovable in their quirks that, that we really admire. Um, and yes, you too, Sam. You're one of them. <laughs> Catherine. And I would add to that, I think, I think on the same point, it's around being able to tell a story. And when you're telling a story about something you've done, you put emotion into it. It's not just the facts that you're talking about. It's how you felt about what you did. And that's what connects people in. And makes people believe it absolutely and now we've um we're, we're talking here obviously about future female leaders and and one of the um really important things about this this project i believe is um the need to bring along the um leader of your company um with you so that they they learn too it's not just about um the the women leading um learning or um sort of slightly um less senior people learning it's about the business learning from from that and and my question there is how important is it i suppose to have those allies right from the top of the business that understand that this this may be about an individual at this moment in time but actually there's so much more to this project 
I think it's absolutely imperative that everybody's on board. And one of the things that we've been doing at Grosvenor is we've been rolling out unconscious bias training to everybody in the organisation, literally everybody, all the way up to the top. Mm. And that's really important because we need to make sure that everyone's aware of their own biases. Everybody has sat in a room and thought about, okay, who are the people that we don't include in our conversations? Who are the people we don't think about for assignments? So that we make sure that we're aware of that and think about actually where does the talent really, really sit? as opposed to where you know where are the people that shout the loudest Mm -hmm. Katie allies allies Um, I think something that's been particularly critical to to my journey in terms of allies is mentorship and I think for me um, a good way of senior leaders um, and individuals across business understanding um, where things need to move to is, is having that two-way mentorship so you're able to feed up as well as seek the advice and have that back down from those within the business who um, do have understandably more influence so I think that's really important and I think something that we've looked at internally is creating a platform of ambassadors within the business and that's not just gender driven it's across all seniorities and individuals backgrounds and that forum allows us to be able to Uh, discuss and challenge things such as uh, gender in the workplace but also other elements that are important to our our day-to-day so almost you're you're moving gender from just being a a CSR element to being something that's part of our culture and part of our DNA in terms of what we do on a day-to-day basis so it feels like it's everybody's responsibility. Fantastic thank you. Monique? Yeah I totally agree it's it's got to be brought into the whole organisation and that starts at the top and filters down but actually it can come back up the other way Otherwise, I think you've got accusations of tokenism and and, and fear of actually it's pure lip service. And unless your values actually underpin everything that you're trying to achieve, you will achieve very little as to what you can and the benefits you will miss. And to me, that's tragic, really, because we all know the benefits of having a diverse workforce work for everybody in a massively positive way. So why wouldn't you do it? Mm. So I I think it really, really is important um, in terms of that. Thank you. Catherine? I would also add to the topic of, of mentoring, which um, I'm a great believer in, um, the um, the opportunity of sponsorship as well. So different to mentoring in that a sponsor will directly advocate uh, for the individual that they're sponsoring, open doors for them, create opportunities for them. So somebody in a senior role, um, and that can make a huge difference in terms of um, elevating the profile of the individual and just providing them with opportunities they may not have had before. So certainly at, at Nuveen, we, we run a mentoring program we also do a sponsorship program where the senior executives each sponsor somebody directly. Is, is, um, is the industry good at that, Nuveen? Obviously, as you've, t- you've talked about it, but it's not something that it's not a word that you hear very much in maybe in, in British business. It, it probably sounds a little little Amer- American. We hear that there that sponsorship and coaching, but I, mean, I guess it brings us back to that that language and and people understanding the difference between being a, being a mentor and actually sponsoring someone you're right I'm not I, I'm not sure that it's huge um, huge as well known as, as mentoring um, but I think there's growing support for the sponsorship model I would certainly say I, I know a number of organizations that have rolled out uh, that type of program and it can make a, a real difference in terms of uh, moving helping um, females sort of move move up the career levels mm-hmm. um, in, a, in addition to a mentoring program yeah. And, and now um, future female leaders, uh, again females, there's going to be a lot of people out there who are thinking, oh, 
I'd, I'd like something like that because this, you know, while we are talking about women and women um, are less represented up on stage, particularly in our industry, there are other people out there who also find getting up on stage really, really, really difficult. So um, beyond this uh, program that we're running, there's there's so much more that we can do. This, this industry suffers from um, putting all, all sorts of of faces, of voices, of um, diversity of thought up on up on stage. So I'd be really keen to to hear from everyone where they'd like to see see the program go, I suppose, and what kind of voices they would like to hear from up up on stage. Uh, Tamsin, I'm going to start with you as you're right next to me. <laughs> um, I think it's really important that we address all issues, and particularly in terms of people being willing to put themselves up on stage I think people from more humble backgrounds are probably more likely to feel um, reticent of putting themselves forward as well and I think you know within that there's sort of social diversity and racial diversity connotations as well so I think that's something I'd really like to hear I'd like to hear people with different accents Ooh, okay uh, Sarah can you do an accent <laughs> <clears throat> okay. um, no, not without being incredibly insensitive to everyone. Um, yeah, from my perspective, the more different, genuinely diverse voices we have up on stage, uh, the, the more we progress debates. That's the whole point of diversity, that we have people who are willing to express different ways of thinking. Um, we can sometimes, in the diversity debates, uh, fall foul to being not that diverse in our ways of expressing ourselves. And often I critique female leaders for being really good at agreeing with each other, but comparatively bad at, at disagreeing. So the more we can encourage ourselves to, first of all, understand what our opinion is, which isn't always obvious. You know, it takes a little bit of support and, and encouragement to have an opinion about something, especially when you work in the corporate world. Um, and then to be able to express it out loud um, with other people watching, uh, that's a big deal. Uh, it's a, 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 um, an experience that has so many benefits, not only in terms of leadership development, but also in terms of career progression, visibility for your company, ability to influence. And if you can't even do it for that, then um, do it for the sake of those to come um, so I think everyone has a responsibility to communicate in a way that is reflective of their personality and their opinions. Fantastic thanks Catherine. So I think we need to look at what is that stage because yes public speaking is, is one aspect but how else can you get your voice heard um, are, you know writing articles blogging um, all of those sort of potential opportunities are ways that you, you know that where you can have your voice heard if you are less confident about standing up in front of an audience and so I think we need to think about what what's the right stage for you fantastic thank you Katie I think uh, quite similar to what others have said, I think it's very important that the industry supports um, everybody investing in their own voice and I think it's important we invest in our voice as well as um, the character traits that go with that so that we're not changing ourselves. So I think that could be investment of time, training, whatever it might be, other individuals putting time into those, the next generation to come through. So I think particularly with regards to the programme on the horizon, I think it would be great to see those who have gone through the program to be sharing those learnings and have a platform across multiple channels to be able to share that with the next generation so that you've almost got a, a waterfalling process by which everybody's going to start building the confidence and, and the courage to get on whatever stage it is that they want to be seen on. Definitely. Well, I will be forcing people to share those stories, so don't <laughs> you worry about that. And Monique, I'm very sorry to come to you last on that. Someone always has to. 
Not at all. Uh, it's experience for me. It's you know, I, I think within the profession, particularly as a lawyer, um, there tends to be stages that you would go through in terms of how you end up in your career. And if we can actually show people through the wider real estate piece that actually you can get there through different routes, that's a bit I think is really quite interesting. That's where the real stories are, and where actually where you can look up and the point that's already been already been made, see other people doing it who are like you. Well, can there be more people who are like lots of people rather than one person who's like everybody who we all have to emulate I think if we can have that kind of difference and diversity I think that would be really interesting excellent and so I, I want to um, bring us to a close on the final two questions and um, um, potentially not the easiest of questions and I'll go with the hardest first and the slightly less hard second and and Sarah talked about um, how difficult it is to voice your opinion how um, we can sometimes not be the greatest at disagreeing with each other and um, I would just like to go around the table and and ask people if they wanted a world out there to know what their opinion on a certain thing was what is the thing that you would like people to say ah Monique she thinks that and uh, I know it's difficult I apologize um, so I, c- I can start I suppose and 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 how um, how um, strongly you would be willing to sort of battle battle uh, for your opinion so for me I guess I, I would like people to think of me as someone who is unafraid to uh, say the wrong say the wrong thing for the for the right for the right reason um, which I I hope I do sometimes I, I ha- do have a little fear because I would like to keep my job um, but <laughs> but I'm uh, uh, you know I think I'm I'd like people to think she will go that extra distance just to try and get the truth out there that sounds like Mulder and Scully but I'm going for it um, I'm going to start with you Monique just I'm going to try and say it in a slightly different way I think therefore <laughs> um, but yeah definitely integrity for me that's massively important um, and I do believe in calling it out if I don't think I'm seeing it where I should be seeing it um, and supporting the underdog where I feel that they are not being um, looked after cared for or appreciated um, I, I think that's probably my um, my elevator 60 second bit <laughs> Brilliant. Katie? Um, Tough question. Um, I think the thing that would sit easy for me is the fact that um, I don't take the easy route. So I think for me, um, one of the strengths would be considering options that perhaps fall out of the comfort zones and differentiating um, a way to deliver something. Fantastic. Thank you. Catherine? For me, I think it would be always challenging the status quo, so asking why. Often often an answer you can get is, well, we've always done it like that, or well, we always ask those people to do those things, or, or that person's always good at that. And it's like, well, why does it always have to be that person or that way of doing things? Fantastic. Sarah? Look, I'm a great big fluffy idealist, so I'd like to be known as one of those people who is a force for good on the planet. That's my aspiration. Um, I think leadership is fundamentally for others. We are in service of others. I'm a big proponent of service leadership. And that's why we speak. That's why speaking is important, not for yourself and your profile, but for those that you can benefit who are listening to you. Fantastic. Thank you. Tamsin? So those that know me know that I don't usually have a problem with saying what I think. Um, But what I'd like to be known for really is having the tenacity to just make things happen and overcome those obstacles. Excellent. Really, really strong um, uh, 
uh, points there and I, I love them all and I know I should disagree but I can't because they're good um, and so so final final question um, we will be kicking off the programme really really soon and uh, there's going to be some fantastic learnings in there but it is only a programme for 12 people 12 women um, but there will be plenty of others out there who want to want to get a, a slice of the action so we've had a few practical ideas of what you what you can do and I'd just like to maybe get a handful of those that we can we can gift to our to our listeners and so we've had write down what you do um, to show how amazing you are we've had if you if you are are less comfortable up on stage write it down write a blog and anyone can be a journalist now uh, um, and showcase your your skills that that way but what are some of the other practical things we can do I'm going to start with you Sarah because I'm sure you have like a massive bag full of them well the the um, the best one I can suggest is come to a ginger public speaking course <laughs> of course and um, really I, I have one key one and and that is to speak before you're ready do not wait to have all your ducks in a row um, before you start. It's like learning a language and, and here I'm the worst example. I lived in Paris for eight months and would only speak French when it was perfect. So I had about three really perfect sentences um, which were not very useful when people replied back to me. So we have to order a few croissants if we're going to learn French and we have to get up and speak if we're going to be able to be visible vocal leaders. Fantastic, thank you. Catherine? Uh, I would say get some peer support. So use your peer group, your support network to bounce some ideas off. See, see if what you've got to say is of interest to them. If it's of interest to them, it's going to be of interest to others. So, so sound out some ideas first. Fantastic. Thank you. Katie? I think the big thing for me is not taking it too seriously. I think going back to, to how we started this um, podcast, it's about having fun. And I think the more comfortable you can get with being able to have a laugh at yourself when it hasn't it doesn't go to plan the more comfortable you'll be in this journey uh, and I think with that comes also asking for, for feedback draws onto the peer point I think you need to ask for feedback and you need to be prepared to listen to what people are telling you um, and take that on board in a way that's right for you fantastic thank you Monique ask yourself what's holding you back and be really really honest so ask the questions you would ask your clients or your customer base about what what is holding you back and then if you absolutely think you need some support go and get it because that may unlock everything it's possibly all in your mind and imagination but if you need some coaching if you need some support on public speaking if you need some support on how do I write this down and present about me go and get that piece of support because it's out there and it's really accessible now in a way it's never been before and I think actually you'll probably realise you are already there so if there's one thing just go and sort it. Fantastic. Thank you. Tamsin. The only thing I would add is to say that we should really prioritise it. It's not um, something that we're doing you know that's self-indulgent that's just something that we can add on if we feel like it. If we want to succeed we have to do it and we have to find that space in our bandwidth for it. Fantastic. So to to uh, wrap that up or round it up, speak before you're asked. Use your peer group. Don't be too serious. It's not it's not life or death. It's just speaking out. Uh, just ask. Everything's out there. If we need it, we live in this wonderful world of of technology and connectiveness. We can get it whatever we need at the touch of a button, and prioritize it. This this stuff is in really really important. Uh, and the last thing that I want to leave us with, we came up with five Fs through the course of this discussion. Uh, we came up with fun, let's make it fun. Fear, feel the fear and do it anyway, that's a well-known phrase. 
failure. Failure is um, very important. It's the only way we learn how to, to be better. Fairness, I think, you know, that, that one speaks for itself. You've got you've to be fair to each other and fair, fair to yourself. And uh, feedback, and feedback is going to be so important along, along this journey. And uh, we, uh, certainly at EG, will be providing lots of that through the pages of, of the magazine online and through these fantastic podcasts, which I'm really looking forward to doing much, much more of. But for the meantime, thank you so much for joining us here at LREF. It's a, it's a busy couple of days, and I'm sure we'll be going out there and, and getting our voices heard on stage and with our peers. But thank you so much for joining me.